Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. So uh, we often consider and we think about what are the what are good investments? What is a good investment and what isn't? So uh, the Rolexes, I know that uh, there was some form of a shortage of Rolexes here in South Africa. I'm not sure if it was a worldwide story. And uh, watches, precious uh, watches, have uh, long been considered a good investment. Well, is that still true? Debbie Hathaway, she's a watch and jewellery writer for Your Luxury Africa. Debbie, a very good morning to you. Thanks for joining. How are you? Morning, Howard. I'm good, thank you. And you? I am well, thank you. So, uh, I mean, first of all, I love some of the campaigns, your Patek campaign that says you never own a Patek, you you just really keep it for the next generation. Uh, That sort of idea that a luxury watch is not something that you really um, own, but you've created a bit of a legacy around it. Watches have have long helped us uh, associate with all sorts of things, not just price and value. Absolutely. And that's one of the big selling points among the luxury brands in particular. It's all about the stories. Mm. You know, you're hearing all the, the bad news about, well, depends which side of the fence you're on, the price is dropping, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the, the luxury watch market is not in danger. So it's going to stay strong. Mm. The brands that differentiate themselves are the ones who offer extreme value positive client experiences and meaningful backstories that evoke emotions. Because in the end, it's the connection that counts more than the complication. You know, you've got to fall in love with a watch and there's got to be a good reason for, mm. for it. Mm. So it's about, it's about the story. And, and that is interesting because I am a watch fan, but there's certain brands that just don't appeal to me. And, I, and I've got no idea if that is really about the, the look of, of the brand or what it is associated with. Well, it's, yeah, association is one thing. Sustainability has become a big thing among buyers now, especially the younger collectors. Mm. They want to know how the brands are giving back, what they're doing for the environment before they spend their money. Really? And wow. um, one of the opinion leaders in the luxury sector has been saying that, you know, we I'm one of the journalists lucky enough to go to Watches and Wonders, which is the world's biggest watch fair in Geneva every year. Mm. And I agree with what he said after attending the fair, that a lot of the brands are saying the same thing over and over again. They, they're singing the sustainability song. They're talking about technical brilliance, they're talking about innovation, but the ones that you remember are the ones that bring a different story to the mix. You know, that's that's what that's what resonates. It's what makes your hair stand on end and eventually buy the watch. Is that uh, does that keep its value though? That might be the reason to purchase the watch to to uh, because it emotionally spoke to you. What about retaining value? Are there brands that retain better value than others? Yes, they are. Of course, Rolex, particularly, and Audemars Piguet are some of the well-known mm-hmm. ones. Cartier as well is another one. The Nike Bank Luxury Investment Index, which tracks the value of 10 investments of fashion, rose by 16% during 2022, comfortably beating inflation and outperforming most mainstream investment classes, including equities and even gold. And the index is weighted to reflect the collectability of each of its constituents, and half the assets saw double-digit growth last year. The art was a top performer, followed mm. by classic cars and watches. 
and a watch is a mechanical piece of art on your wrist. So there was another Bloomberg report that said prices for Rolex, Patek, and AP appreciated by an average of 20% since mid-2018, outpacing the S&P 500 index, which averaged annual returns of 8%. So if you manage to get some of those Grail watches, you, you are going to make money. It's, or, it, yeah. At the end of the day, it's mm. not actually about buying to sell, though. You know, not all collectors buy to flip, even if they get those really special watches. Some of them will only part with some of their precious pieces if they made an offer they can't refuse, and they often regret it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, because watch people are, are a little bit nuts, and uh, I can identify. <laughs> I can identify as being one of them. So uh, it it it, uh, it there's there's definitely some form of <laughs> deficiency there because uh, it's it's our, our watch has become very much part of who we are and part of our of our identity, which which I find so interesting um, in terms of collecting watches versus other things. I'm really not even sure what it's about um, with the psychology behind it, but it is really quite a remarkable thing. And watch collectors and watch fanatics can identify that with each other. There's no doubt. Absolutely. Mm. And when, you, when you're thinking of yeah, – one of the collectors that I interviewed recently said that he's got watches in value from – $5,000 to infinity, and mm. he regards $5,000 as a lot of money. So you don't have to be spending a fortune to be a collector. You know, you, you're a collector if you are accumulating mm. watches mm. that you love, that appeal to you. Absolutely. Something that you do, whether it's technical, whether it's innovation, whether it's dial colors, shape sizes. You know, people collect what they like at the end of the day. If you were to give advice to somebody trying to start out on this journey who um, wanted to get in at the more reasonable end of the market, what is the type of brand that they should be looking at? Well, Swatch is always a good place to mm. start. Um, Longines is also another lovely entry-level brand. Mm. Mm. Um, but I love to to talk about what the Breitling collector Fred Mandelbaum told me one day when I asked him a similar question. And he said, buy watches that make you happy and feel good or serve a purpose. If you like a tool watch, for example, that you might wear while participating in a particular sport. Mm. He said there's no logic behind collecting. There's only pleasure and desire. It's a beautiful object of mechanical wonder on your wrist that will function for centuries. So he says people who want to collect watches shouldn't consider them an investment class because the chances are you'll be disappointed a decade from now. You know, what people thought was the end thing in the early 2000s isn't relevant anymore. And he says the only guaranteed return on investment you'll ever get from a watch is that it will make you smile. Absolutely. Anyone who promises you that there's a Mm. secure way of investing in watches will also be selling you Bitcoin. He says, just don't believe it. Look for the joy in it and I, not the I profit. I love that. I love that. And uh, in, in, to some extent, that's why the Swatch Amiga collaboration made made me happy because I just thought it was it was so cool. It was different. Uh, it 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 uh, it was just something unusual when these two brands came together. Absolutely, and I think there's going to be. Um, I remember seeing something recently. There's another collaboration coming up, if I remember correctly. That I think it surprised them that it was so popular. But there again, Swatch is all about joy and making people smile and happy. 
at the other end of the spectrum, you've got Chapard with their happy diamonds. They mm. actually use the word in their campaign. You know, it's all about celebrating love, uh, life, and celebrating yourself to a degree. After the pandemic, people spent a lot of money just making themselves feel better. <laughs> Absolutely right. Incredible. Debbie Hathaway, we do need to leave it there. Watch and jewellery writer for your luxury Africa.